What up, this is Davies, and you're listening to Comical Podcast, The Bee's Knees, Snooch. Welcome to episode 20.2 of Comical Podcast. Uh, I'm Justin Corbett, and with me is my co-host, tired-ass Miguel Garza. (laughs) Ain't that the truth, man. We are both exhausted. Today was a lot of fun, but man, it was draining. Uh, We started out the day interviewing Jason Muse, which was really cool. He's such a laid-back dude, talking about his favorite TV shows and favorite movies and even his favorite comic books. And then, uh, you know, Miguel had to ask him some goofy questions, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully he didn't mind too much, but uh, we're going to keep this one short and sweet too, so let's go right to that interview. Hey guys, we're here today with uh, the one and only Jason Muse. Yes. Oh, sorry, you guys have your intro, sorry. That's right. <laughs> I, I interrupted your intro already. Hello. <laughs> How are you enjoying the con so far, Jason? Um, it's good. Yesterday, I didn't get to walk around too much yesterday. That was my plan today, but again, I woke up late, so I, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be, well, not supposed to be, but I sit. And going to the table and hanging out at 12, but I don't know, I might go a little later so I can walk around. So, but I have seen Sir Heidi um, in front of the doors there, and uh, I've, I've really just been exploring the, the, the city. My buddies are here, my cousin's here, so I went to my buddy's uh, son's baseball game oh, wow. and saw X-Men last night. Did you like it? Uh, I, I did. I did. It wasn't... Uh, it was good. It was good. I mean, I like all comic book movies, honestly, even if they're not the greatest. But I was just thinking of last comic movie was Captain America 2, which I love. Yeah, that was oh, fantastic. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Um, and this was good. I just was sort of comparing it, but not in comparing it where I'm like, this is horrible compared to... Because, <laughs> again, I like all the comic book movies. We're the same way. We, we try to keep like a positive view on all of them. Because I mean, it's comic book movies. What's exactly. not to love? I mean... There's flaws and everything, but yeah, it's like back from the old, do you remember the old Fantastic Four movie? And I don't yeah. remember who did it. Not, not even the ones with uh, the newer ones with Silver Serpents, but the old. The one, one with the rubber like, suit thing. Oh my and god! The, <laughs> so they went from that and like the Dolph Lundgren Punisher to what they have now. And I even liked them back then. Yeah. Again, you got to see comic books on the, you know, in, on a movie. So it was exciting then, and it's still exciting. It gets better and better. So yeah, we we love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, can't wait to see that. I'm like, I'm excited about that. And the TV shows, we actually were just talking about it, me and my cousin, um, about the Arrow, and I'm stoked that, uh, you know, the Flash uh, trailer, I knew they were doing the Flash, but I didn't know that they were tying it in so much. Like yeah. the same Barry Allen from Arrow is going to be that, and the Arrow is going to be in the show. And yeah. I don't know. It's, it's all this the, stuff. The five-minute trailer was just amazing. Yeah, man. so all this <laughs> stuff to me, it's just getting awesome. I mean, and then Gotham's coming out, and... And uh, I, I was a fan of Smallville. I like I love that show. I mean, it's just cool to see all the different. What you don't like? No, Smallville. no, no. There you go. See, he likes Smallville. I like Smallville. I like Thank it, you I like very much. much. <laughs> I, haven't watched, I haven't watched very much of Smallville. That's, uh, that's the only thing. Got, yeah, I mean, again, you gotta watch it because it's cool when they throw in like Impulse and all these characters. And again, it's not like well, their Justice League is amazing, but it's not necessarily. It's, you know, when you see Aquaman and, and uh, Cyborg and all them on Smallville, it's not saying it's the awesomest thing but it's still cool because you're like oh my god this is cyborg they're putting him in the 
on a TV show on the CW or WB or whatever it is. Um, so anyway, I'm excited about anything comic related on my iPad. <laughs> so, so do you ever watch uh, Supernatural? Yes, I just watched that on a plane oh, on the way oh, here, the finale. Oh, I was man. just saying, I just show, I'm geek out now. <laughs> I was telling him, like, I love the season finales because it's like, then it's like, I don't have a Don't you cry. You know, they play the oh, yeah, music. Every time. And they, oh, it's, yeah. It's yeah, his favorite show. He loves it. My daughter, <laughs> that's our favorite show. We watch it all the time. We're like, oh man, we're like texting each other back and forth. Isn't it awesome? They, they, yeah, I was on the plane watching the finale, so they were playing the music, and the guys sitting next to me, and I'm like smiling and like, <laughs> goosebumps and stuff because I'm such a nerd. And, uh, I love it. But yes, I do watch that too. I, I love that show. I mean, I do. I watch so many shows. Uh, way too many shows. What about Agents of Shield? I, I have I watched the first half of that and then they took that break and then mm-hmm. I haven't watched since then. But I believe me, it's all downloaded. I mean, I watched that. I watched Law, Lost Girl. I watched uh, Person of Interest, Scandal. Within, you seen Orphan Black? Orphan Black. I watched Whoa. the first two episodes and I would have kept watching it because I really liked it. But my wife was like, that's a show I'd watch. She don't watch a lot of these shows with me. So like Scandal's one I have to wait for. Game of Thrones is one I have to wait for her. And she doesn't sit and watch TV as much as me. So sometimes I like, sometimes I like, I understand. Yeah, I'll sneak in and I'll be like, I haven't watched it yet. But Orphan Black, I started to watch first two episodes and she's like, wait for me, wait for me. And I wanted to keep going because I was so into it. Oh, it's so, so good. Yeah. um, Of the first season. But I'm going to watch, again, that's all downloaded on my iTunes. I'm just waiting for her. Um, Yeah, she's an amazing actress. Oh, my goodness. She plays all these different characters. Yeah, it's, it's, Again, even just from the first two episodes, I, I really, I can't, I'm wondering what happens as it goes on. So it, it's pretty crazy. It does get pretty crazy. There's a lot of good TV on, man. I gotta yeah. say, I'm telling you, I really feel like I was telling Kevin all the time, like we gotta do a TV show or something because I feel like, you know, it's like big comic book movies or big, you know, hundred million dollar blockbuster movies, or it's like TV to me now. It seems to. TV is, there's a lot of good TV. Intelligence I liked. I know they can't say Grimm I love. I like Grimm too. Uh, there's, yeah. I mean, I could go through my whole iTunes thing. It's like <laughs> I watch how much I spend on iTunes. I'm like, I really love Justified. You watch that? You <laughs> no, know, Justified. I've seen some episodes. I've yeah, seen the whole thing. I just, I love the villain that, you know, um, the dude Boyd in it. He was in Sons of Anarchy. Do you watch some of yeah. yeah. You know the guy who played the tranny? He was in like two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, name. I don't know his name is, but yeah, that guy plays the bad guy in Justified. Okay. Uh, or he's like his friend and he wants to come. But his name's Boyd. He's such an awesome actor, too. So anyway, yeah. yeah if you guys do TV, you guys will break ratings. You guys will, <laughs> I'm serious. It's going to be crazy. They don't know what to do. Uh, we have to do Just don't get on Fox. They like to cut things too quick. <laughs> I mean, but even, that's sort of funny. Like, the WB and... Do you watch originals or vampire diaries? No, I haven't seen the one. I get made fun of watching stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) But I tell my friends about it and they start watching it. And it's, it is a little soap opery, but as it goes on, like the way they explain why a vampire. Anyway, I love those, (laughs) those two two shows. Tomorrow people got canceled, but, uh, it was a good show too. But anyway, there's tons of stuff. I get made fun of too, to my friends and then like, couple of my friends I've been like just give it like four episodes and if you hate it I was like I'll pay for your downloads if you bought them and then they'll watch them and they're like dude I love it I love it <laughs> it's funny well, let me ask you this are you a fan of Twilight 
the movie Twilight? Yeah. No. I mean, I watched them. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate that, it. That's all right. I got to have a daughter. Yeah, you almost had, you had to. I mean, again, I, I winded up getting the... I don't think I watched the last one, but I watched the third one or whatever, almost because I'm like, I already watched the first two. I got to see what happens now. Um, I don't want to say I'm a fan, but I definitely will probably watch the last one to see what happens. Just to complete it all. Figure out where I so. It's cool. Um, so, James Silent Bob's Super Groovy Cartoon Movie just came out. Yes. We uh, we watched it on uh, on demand a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. It's but. fun. It's, it's uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's not, uh, I know a lot of people, not a lot of people. People, some people were disappointed that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like the Clerks animated style stuff. But um, again, to me, it's more. It was Kevin wrote the script. It's more the. It's like, I think it was before. I think Kevin wrote that like ten years ago, and think now it's like perfect timing because there's all those parodies and jokes about like super soldiers yeah. and, and all that. And now, like a lot of people who weren't comic book fans wouldn't really understand any of the comic book references and jokes. Right. But now with all the movies out. You know, I mean, everybody like, gets yeah, those references exactly, now. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it's almost perfect timing. And, and again, I'm, I'm excited about it. People seem to, again, the, the jokes and the goofiness of it is awesome. And I feel, uh, you know, again, to me, might not like the animation, but it's like, who cares? to me, it's like, who cares? Because again, to me, it's, it's more, more about the story. The story and the right. jokes. Yeah. I mean, believe me, it'd be, and I think Steve Stark did a great job with the facial expressions and the, <laughs> like he knows the characters and doing the stupid hand gestures and stuff. Um, so it was, it was perfect. I'm actually writing this, me and this guy, excuse me, me and my buddy are, he's helping me because he has the, he knows that actually do the narrations and the descriptions of, Excuse me, and he's uh, helping me. We're, we're all pretty much done with the second script. Kevin wanted me to write it. So I'm done with that, and I'm giving it to... I'm waiting for Kevin to read it to make changes, but we have the second one. Um, awesome. And uh, so hopefully that'll that'll be a while from now. We start the animation process and stuff. We're going to try to do it like the Clerks animated animated style this time. But I don't know. I, I'm debating. I think I, I, again, I like Stark. I know some Steve Stark and his animation... And, I know, uh, yeah, you know, I thought the animation was actually pretty good. Yeah, it, it was good for, uh, yeah, yeah it, it wasn't well, it wasn't the same as Clark's the animated series, but it was still yeah, really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, I I think it was fun. It was a lot, really fun. Again, it wasn't uh, you know, it wasn't it, the good thing is it was like we toured with it. It was perfect, and then now it's out on iTunes and on, on VOD and stuff like that. So cool. Yeah, I don't think there's anything you guys could do that we wouldn't like. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're, he's, he's we're huge big, fans of yours. Huge, I mean, big, big fan. He introduced me to you guys, and now I can't get enough of you guys. <laughs> me, awesome. He took the picture with you yesterday. I was like, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and he told me he told me that you were going to be here today. I was like, oh, freaking yes. Awesome. Yeah, I made his day. <laughs> yeah, I love Kevin, but you're my favorite character. Thank you. And you awesome. favorite person is like, wow. Thank you. So can you tell us anything about Clerks 3? I know it's all kind of hush-hush, it's, but... Well, no, I mean... I can't tell about the script. The script's done, and, and it honestly is good. And I, because I'm like, oh, it's Kevin's script, and he's my buddy. But you know, compare it like it's almost like all the m- movies sort of mashed up into one. Like um, it's a great script, but as of right now, he was waiting for the Weinstein's. They had it like approved. They did one and two, so um, he was waiting on that. While I was waiting on that, he did Tusca. That Tusca be out, um, and then he was he they they brought the budget down and. He was waiting more because he had to resubmit it to them. 
So now he wrote another movie. Uh, he's written two other horror movie oh, scripts, wow. uh, Yoga Hosers and Krampus. Um, I didn't know he was making a Krampus movie. Yeah, I don't That's know. Awesome. He decided to name it Anti-Kloss, I think it's called now. Huh. But it's, it was come to Krampus, then he changed it. And, and those are in the works. Um, so Clerks will get done. It just looks like because of everything. And now he wants to go into the, uh, this other movie because he already, while he was waiting. But I'm thinking the end of the year, hopefully, or the beginning of next year, we'll start, hopefully start shooting that. So awesome. it'll happen. It just seems like it keeps getting pushed a little bit because there's politics and all that involved. So Is everybody signed back on to come on? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Kevin's talked to them, honestly, as far okay. as I know. I know I, I can't imagine anyone saying, no, I know he's just talked to Brian and Jackford for two main important characters. I know everyone else is sort of on board. Those two, I don't know, just spoken to them yet. I know he had like given them the script and mm-hmm. they read it and they liked it, but I don't know what's going on with that. Okay, cool. Well, we're excited for it. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, oh, yes. huge fans <laughs> of all of Kevin's comedies, but awesome. e- even his horror movies, I like. I mean, Red yeah, State was yeah. Red State was excellent. Yeah, no, Tusk <laughs> is going to be it's fucked. Tusk is <laughs> That's what I've heard over yeah, and over again. No, <laughs> uh, they're you know they're the little wackier than, but it's, it's in, they're good. I'm excited about. It. I just went actually the other day while he was doing the sound mix and I was in there watching it half I got to watch the first half of it and it's ready to go so I think September it's supposed to come out okay is it going to be a big theatrical release or is it I believe it I don't want to say big because I'm not sure of how many screens and all that business but it should be pretty big I mean it's got sold already pre-sold in all these foreign territories already and it's like not even you know it's not even completed yet they're still doing some little bit of edits and sound stuff so I'm pretty sure it'll be pretty big so cool well, just let us know, man. We'll tweet. We'll do anything you want us to promote. Awesome. Yeah, you want to no, come back on promote it? We got yeah. no problem with that either. And Kevin definitely keeps that up with that. Everyone up with that, like with his tweets and all that. Because I, again, sometimes I don't even know. Like him and I'll see each other almost every day, but um, sometimes he, you know we won't. Whatever. All of a sudden, I'll see he'll tweet something, and then I'm like, wait, I was reading all day. Why didn't you tell me? But, you know, he sort of saves some stuff for his tweets and Facebook or whatever. So. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So. Awesome. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple silly questions. Uh, <laughs> on this show, I, I voiced Merman. And we had a we had a little comical battle a while back. We did like a March Madness tournament where we had people fighting each other. And Merman drew Aquaman. And it was pretty intense. And Aquaman won. So my question is, in your mind, who would win? Merman or Aquaman? Merman or Aquaman? I'll say, you said Merman already won. I'd say Aquaman would win. Right? I think he would because he has control over sea creatures and yeah, mermaids. Yeah, yeah, he would call seahorses <laughs> and his whales. That's when you said that. That was right. the episode. Get on your damn seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You got the. I mean, that sounded like crocodile hunter. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> those eels, those stingrays, or whatever. So. Cool. Well, we appreciate you coming and talking to us, Jason. No I mean, problem. Thank you. You said man. we're huge fans, and uh, you know we really appreciate you taking oh, the yes. time to talk. So. I made our day. We'll be on cloud nine the rest of the way. (laughs) And we're back. Yeah, Muse was was an awesome interview. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The fact that he watches so much TV. He's actually kind of a fan of Twilight. Not that big of a fan, but he watches. (laughs) I don't think he'd appreciate you calling him that, man. (laughs) He's not a fan. He watches the movies. (laughs) But, yeah, it was was cool to talk to him. And uh, after the Muse thing, we wandered around a little bit, talked to some artists, um, bought a few more things, and then uh, wandered upstairs and... Watch the Agents of Shield panel, or at least three quarters of it. Uh, they were really over pra- overpacked. There were so many people that were there to see it. Actually, there were so many people at the convention center. 
Oh, yeah, that thing was full, man. You saw the pictures we took. It was, like, massive. Yeah, it was way more than I thought there was going to be. There was at least double the amount there was yesterday, which, you know, obviously Saturday is going to be busier than Friday, but, man, there were so many people. I, I just couldn't believe it. Uh, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the room was full. There was no seats open anywhere. Uh, we got really lucky to be sitting where we were, and we got some good pictures of them. And they were funny. They, they were telling all kinds of funny stories. Uh, we didn't record any audio from that, but uh, it was still a really good panel. We had to leave early uh, because we had our own panel to go to, which was the podcast uh, podcast 102 Podcasting Harder panel with some guys from uh, Metal Geeks, Surly Nerd, NerdFu, uh, Altness, uh, The Rob Zip Show, and uh, Two Ninjas, One Podcast. I cannot believe I remembered all those. <laughs> That's a whole lot of names. I'm surprised. Yeah, there, were, there was actually eight of us. Uh, was it eight? Yeah, I think so. It was eight. Yeah, there was eight of there was eight of us uh, at the front of the room talking about podcasting. And we we ran the whole spectrum on how we do it. I mean, some of the guys were a very cheap approach. They just did it on their iPhone, and they didn't really care that much about sound quality or you know whatever. And there was guys like us that you know have the good quality mics and put in a lot of time to editing. And some guys that edit not at all. So I mean, it was a it was a very informative panel for our audience, hopefully, and and they learned a few things in a few different ways they could. Uh, make their shows. It was pretty cool. The Buy Fry uh, podcast was there. They've been tweeting us a lot. They wanted to meet us, and they talked to us for a while. We gave them some advice how to do it. You know, some, I hated how some of these people didn't like what we actually did. I mean, you sit there and you look. Uh, we actually done a bunch of stuff that these guys haven't done. Yeah, we've, we've accomplished quite a bit since we started in January, and that's, you know, mostly because of you guys. We really appreciate all the support from our listeners and all the interaction. I mean, we, would, we wouldn't be anywhere we are now without you guys, you know, pushing us along and enjoying the show and giving us feedback and everything else. So, you know, thank you to everybody that is checking us out. And if you're checking us out for the first time because of Comic Palooza, you know, hopefully you find what we've done funny and, you know, you, you continue to be a listener because, you know, we try to be funny every week. So, <laughs> Yeah, we do. We really work hard at it. We, well, we, we don't know. We just go in here drunk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we try to make it funny and make it enjoyable. And, you know, we try to do different things. We bring guests and everything else. So we hope you enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, after the podcasting thing, we came downstairs and uh, we talked to one of the vendors who is actually a friend of ours who's uh, selling these amazing boxes. Uh, it's a place called Boxes in Action. And uh, they sell these extremely durable short boxes with really cool custom designs on the outside. Uh, it's not like anything you've ever seen before. We did a little interview with them, so we're going to let you hear that real quick. Hey guys, it's Justin coming to you live from the Comic Palooza floor. Me and Miguel are here with uh, Chris talking about his company, Boxes in Action. Uh, if you haven't seen these, they're pretty amazing boxes. They're really heavy, really durable. Um, he's going to tell you a little bit about them. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're here at Comic Palooza 2014 in Houston, Texas, and uh, we have uh, some brand new boxes coming out uh, this weekend. The debut this weekend, we have the God of Mischief box, which is a Loki-themed box, and we also have a Madam Jester box, uh, who... Uh, Kind of resembles a specific uh, little lady from the DC uh, universe. He can't say it, but we can. It looks like Harley. <laughs> That's what I've heard anyway. Uh, we have some specials uh, this weekend, um, so stop by and see us. We got um, some uh, package deals with all five boxes, all five designs, and um, we also have the uh, Madam Jester box, the set. It's a stackable set uh, for 12 bucks. Yeah, it creates a, a really cool design with the silhouette of Harley, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> Uh, so those, those are pretty awesome. How much are you selling these for? Um, we got them for, uh, like, the, like I said, the set is for 12 bucks. Uh, if you buy one or more boxes, they are for $6 each. 
and um, it's super, super affordable. I don't even think you can get nachos here for $6. So. No, I don't. <laughs> the slice of pizza was 5 so that's <laughs> pretty close. Well, awesome, man. We we uh, we really enjoy these. I actually have several of them myself that I, I store my stuff in. And, you know, I've even heard that you could stand on these, and they're so durable they won't collapse. Absolutely. Out. These are military-grade boxes. <laughs> so uh, if you really want to protect your stuff, you should definitely come by and check it out. What, you want to say something? Our large butts are going to stand on this box. Well, I didn't say, like, the 400-pound of us could, like, stand <laughs> on it. But, but like, you know, regular-sized people could stand on these boxes, and they wouldn't collapse. <laughs> awesome. So uh, what's your website? It's uh, boxesinaction.com, or you can check us out on Facebook at Boxes in Action, or on Instagram at Boxes in Action, or on Twitter at Boxes in Action. Awesome. Well, we will post those links on the site when we put the episode up tonight. Right, Thank you. What's well, so cool is those guys are going to give us a discount when we come back and buy our boxes on Monday, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's definitely a perk of uh, helping them out and giving them some props. Uh, so if you're at the con or if you're going to the con, make sure you swing by and check those guys out. Their product is phenomenal. I own several of them already, and I'm going to pick up some more probably Monday, so I don't have to carry them around the whole weekend, but uh, yeah, their their product is just great, so, uh, or check them out on their website, I think it's boxesinaction.com. Right, yeah, that's correct, yes. So uh, that was our second interview for the day, and after that, we wandered around a little bit more, and we ended up talking to Arthur Suedem, uh, the, the zombie king, as he's known as, uh, and he talked to us a little bit about some projects he's done, and some projects he has coming up, and how he became known as the zombie king, and why he got into zombie art. Can you believe how much he does? He does a ton, man. And what he does in the morning, working out before he even starts? He's a, you know, all those guys, all those artists and writers, man, they have such active lives and they do so much. I'm always really just impressed at how much these people fit into their lives. Like, I do a lot with the podcasting, but I hear them tell about what they do and I feel like I don't do anything. Oh, you do plenty, man. Don't <laughs> you do a lot. Don't let them make you feel that way. <laughs> but anyways... Here's our interview with Arthur Sweetum. Hello, everybody. We're here today with Arthur Sweetum, the zombie king. Uh, he's here to talk to us a little bit about, you know, what he's been up to in the zombie world. And, uh, you know I, know, I know you have an upcoming project with, uh, or an ongoing project with George Romero right now. All right, working on that right now. Yeah, it's working on that right now. That's called uh, Empire of the Dead. I think we're up to issue, I just delivered a cover for issue number five, and I think issue number four just came out in the stores this week. Awesome. That's uh, that's one we haven't been reading, but now that I know about it, I'm definitely going to pick it up. Probably when it comes out in trade. You know, you're you're most known for uh, Marvel Zombies, which is Marvel Comics' best-selling graphic novel of all time, as I understand it. And uh, you know, a great, great story. There's so many cool things in that book. I love seeing all the Marvel characters zombified. Uh, I really enjoy your art. Can you tell us a little bit more about something you might have coming up in the future? Uh, in the future, let me see. Well, as I said, I'm working on the George Romero book right now. Uh, I'm also working on Army of Darkness. That's uh, Ash and the Army of Darkness for uh, Dynamite Entertainment. My, the collection of my Charlie and Flat Trap series, which is one that I wrote and I did all the interiors as well. It's all hand painted. Uh, that's coming out in about two months. That's about 200 pages, 225 pages of stuff that I wrote and, and did all the interiors to as well. Um, and after that, the Complete Mudwogs is coming out. That's about another 250 pages of hand painted watercolor multimedia artwork that I actually wrote and I did all the interiors as well. And these are all coming out through uh, through Titan Publishing. Okay, cool. Have you written a lot of books before or you primarily just do the art? Um, I write them when I'm, uh, or I draw them when I write them. Okay. So I do, I've, I mean, I've, I consider myself as much a writer as I am an artist. Um, it's just that uh, when, when working for the mainstreams, I don't wanna, I don't like to write for them because when you write it, whatever you write it, they own it. 
So I'll draw for them, but I don't want to write for them. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't want to create characters for them and have them own it. So yeah, it's bad enough that I do all this work for them. They pay me to put it on a comic book, and then they put it all over toys, T-shirts, shoes, lunch boxes, and don't compensate the artist. So uh, when it comes to stories, yeah, I stay away from that. You have a question for him? Well, you're pretty busy. When do you have any you time? <laughs> me time. My me time, um, I get roughly about two hours a day me time before my work starts. So when I wake up, I'm actually uh, I'm a Thai fighting instructor as well. Wow. So I do Thai fighting. I train some guys who are trying to get into the UFC, that kind of thing. So when I wake up, uh, first thing I do is wash my face. I go outside, I run a, I run a half mile. I do about an hour of strength training. Then I do an hour of actually fight training on a heavy bag or with a partner with uh, pads and, and gloves and that kind of thing. Uh, then I go home, I wash my face, and then I eat, and then, I, then I, my work day starts from there. The important thing is to wash your face, right? Yeah, wash your face, yeah. I don't want salt out of my eyes. I understand. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so your style of art is very different from most people's. Uh, how did you really come to your style? Okay. Um, well, I think there are two of us in the business that are something approaching classically trained. There's myself. There's Alex Ross. I believe he's from the Andrew Loomis School, which is 1950s, 1960s illustration. And uh, my formal training, a lot of it is from the uh, New York Academy of Figurative Art. New York Academy of Figurative Art is a, an atelier school that was rebuilt based on the notes of Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, and Raphael from the uh, 15th and 16th century. Um, they took the notes of those those artists, and based on the notes, they recreated the school. And uh, the focus of that school was it's all figure drawing, and 90% of it was anatomy. So we had to do a lot of uh, autopsies with cadavers, a lot of work with cadavers. We had to draw them, had to paint them, and you had to sculpt them. So, was that was that pretty difficult dealing with all the corpses and whatnot? It was. You know, it was the first time you go in. The first couple times you go in, it's 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 creepy. Because you know you're working with these dead bodies hanging from hooks from the ceiling, and there's some laid out on the table. All their entrails are pulled out of them, and you got to reach inside there and, and pull all this stuff out. That's it, it, that took some getting used to. Yeah, it took some getting used. To. Do you really ever get used to it? Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. After the first couple times, you, you know what to expect. It's the surprises are the ones that that, that kind of shock you. But when it's not a surprise anymore, then you can start to. Buckle down and focus on the task at hand, which is to uh, to really do the studies and draw the parts, put the pieces together, that kind of thing. Well, it definitely has uh, made you an expert at drawing corpses and, and entrails and <laughs> everything that makes up the zombies. So it was worth it, I'm sure. It helps. It helps a little bit. It helps. I think uh, one. Of, you know, I think one of the reasons, one of the things that helps people. Uh, uh, reflect positively from the paintings that I do, the zombie paintings that I do, is because uh, uh, they, they ring true. I get a lot of physicians that, I see a lot of physicians at these uh, Comic Cons, and they come up and uh, they, they, they generally remark that, eh, that's very accurate. <laughs> I don't like that. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel that the hard work that I put in that somebody actually kind of gets what I'm doing. That's awesome. When I draw a zombie, I'm, when I draw a zombie I'm not just drawing a messed up guy. I'm I'm, I'm drawing it as it is, really. I'm drawing the real parts. Cool. Any advice for any expiring artists? Uh, my son there and his brother have some talent, and I don't know what to do with it. Okay. What kind of what kind of uh, advice would you like? I got I got 
I have what I consider the best advice in the world for, for aspiring artists, illustrators, guys who want to draw comics or illustrate, but what would you like to know? I'll take the best advice. <laughs> All right, the best advice, okay. I think the best advice that I could give anyone would be, um, I've gone to the best, some of the best art schools in the world, and they were also the most expensive. Um, but the good news is that we have uh, YouTube right now, and uh, and I found a guy that I that I think is the best teacher I've ever come across, best best drawing instructor, um, and it's free, so it's on YouTube. Uh, free is always good. Yeah, free is always good. <laughs> free is better than the alternative. So the guys, the name of the site is Procode.com. I'm going to spell it for you. That's P-R-O-K-O.com. Um, he has lessons. He keeps adding to them. They're all memorized. So my advice to aspiring uh, artists is to spend one month on each lesson. Uh, start with lesson number one and then build from there. And uh, I look at it as maybe uh, you know a two-year course, a year to two-year course. And, uh, and anybody can learn to draw as well as I can do. It, it, artwork is about, there are two factors in artwork. There's drawing skills and there's, uh, which is skill, and there's talent. So once you have the skill and you master the skill level, then what you do with it is where the talent comes in. What you awesome, well thank you for uh, sharing that with us. You're very modest, you're an amazing artist. Yeah, you really are. We appreciate you. appreciate you giving us some time to talk to us today. I consider myself a student, a full-time student, and, uh, and I take the course myself. I study it myself. Whenever I have a couple minutes free, I practice it here at the table. So, hey. And that's why you're going to go down as one of the all-time greats. No <laughs> doubt. So Always learning, yes. Yeah, that, that, that's the right attitude to have. <laughs> well, thanks, Arthur. We really appreciate you talking to us. I know you're super busy, but... Great to be here in Houston. Yeah, Comic Palooza is awesome this year. Big show, big show now. Well, thank you. Yeah, he was a he was a really uh, laid back dude talking about you know the zombies and stuff. I mean, I couldn't imagine doing that, going in there and uh, digging around in cadavers, learning how their innards look so you could make more accurate zombies. <laughs> that was freaking insane. I'm like, wow, really? Oh my, talk about committed to your to your craft. Yeah, seriously. I mean, as much as I enjoy zombie movies and zombie comics and zombie whatever, I don't think I'd ever want to go digging around in a dead guy to figure out what his insides look like. Yeah, here's a kidney, here's a liver. What the hell? <laughs> That's dedication. <laughs> well, anyways, after that, we uh, just wandered around the dealer room a little bit. We we sat down and took a break and talked to some of our friends. And uh, I want to give a real shout-out to uh, Miguel's son, Cameron. He was a big help today, carrying a lot of stuff and taking pictures. And, I mean, he did stuff we didn't even ask him to do and help the show. So, you know, if you're listening, Cameron, thank you very much for all your support and all your help. It was Little Merman today. And he was Little Merman. I should have said that. A.K.A. Little Merman. We took some pictures of him, so uh, I'm sure you can find him on our Facebook and our Twitter. But uh, that's pretty much all we got for today. Um, tomorrow we are jam-packed. We are interviewing Mike Mignola, Greg Capullo, a couple of cosplayers, Joe Rubenstein. Uh, the list goes on and on. We got a lot of interviews lined up tomorrow, so that's all we're going to be doing all day long is interviewing. And then Monday we're not doing a show, but that's our day to relax and actually enjoy the con and do some shopping and watch the comic book men because I know there are panels that day. Oh, yeah, but I still think we're going to wind up with at least one interview on Monday, so we can probably save that for Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah, that's possible. It's possible. But, uh, you know, if you're not at Comic Palooza yet, you're missing out because there's so much to do and there's so many cool things. You know, if you live in Houston, go check it out. Tell your friends and, uh, you know, help spread the word about our podcast, too, because we'd appreciate it. Anyways, uh, that's it for today. So you want to do your uh, cool little closeout again? I don't remember how I said it the last time. It was impressive. I don't remember.
Well, then just do the regular one. Just keep on laughing, bitches. Good enough. <laughs>